Right, welcome everybody. You're tuning in to KYRS, Medical Lake, Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. Also streaming on KYRS.org. This is For the Love of the Music, a show where we bring you live performances from your favorite local musicians. And you can also check us out on YouTube, searching For the Love of the Music, Spokane, where we have pre-recorded videos of our guests' performances on our show. I'm Eddie Pace. And I'm Nate Dunnigan. So happy to be here with you, and with you, and with you, and with all of you. Yes, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you guys supporting the station, supporting our show, tuning into our show. Today, uh, we are really excited to have our guest, Todd Milney, coming in to do some performances and to share some music from uh, some recent recordings that are unreleased and going to be a surprise to you guys. Brand new. How's it going, Todd? It's going good. It's been going good. Uh, So can you... um, Oh, hey. That's cool. (laughs) Um, Can you... um, Actually, I think I lost it again. Uh... Sorry, there's something weird happening. Yeah, that weird thing. Um, is here. I forgot. So I think it's hey, 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 thing going because Yeah, that would actually be that would be the cleanest way to do it to just fade it in clean and fade it out on your end. Welcome everybody. You are tuning in to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. Also streaming on KYRS.org. This is for the love of the music, a show where we bring you live performances from our favorite local musicians. You can also catch us on YouTube uh, by searching for For the Love of the Music Spokane, where you can catch pre-recorded sessions from our guests that we bring into the studio here to share with you. I am Eddie Pace. And I'm Nate Dunnigan. So happy to be here with all of you. Yes, thank you for all for tuning in and supporting the station, supporting our show for the love of the music. Uh, our team here at For the Love of the Music is Eddie Nate, and we have Alyssa Hayworth on our team as well, and I'm sure you'll hear us hear her on some future shows Definitely. to share her thoughts as well. Today we're really excited to have our guest today, Todd Milney, to come in and share his music Hello. with us. Hi, Todd. Hello. Hey, Todd. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming in. How you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Nice. Awesome. For some reason, when you came in the studio, I just felt super relaxed. <laughs> right? Right. Well, you're probably about to get more relaxed. So. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll bring you back up. And then we'll relax you again before we start. <laughs> Sounds it's like it's gonna be a while. <laughs> sounds like my cup of tea. 
Yeah, de- definitely. I've had the pleasure of listening to Todd's music. It, it's definitely some very amazing music that kind of takes you to another place, something you can meditate to, um, something that you can sip some tea and just kind of travel to another place to. So it's really, really good. Um, would you like to maybe describe a little bit of, you know, what, what inspires you to do music and, and, you know, what are, what are some of the things you try to bring to the table? Well, I really, um, my, kind of my main hobby in life is just musical instruments in general. I'm really, uh, just interested in trying to learn about and play all musical instruments of any kind and understand the mechanics of it. And I make some instruments myself and, and uh, just try to play a lot of different kind of things. And of course, then this leads to exposure to a lot of different world cultures uh, and also a lot of different uh, purposes that um, people use, things that people use music for uh, in a more modern Western culture, we tend to think of music as just entertainment, um, you know, or something to fill the background space in places, you know, just to kind of make things seem lively or whatever. Um, and um, I um, am kind of attracted to the ideas of uh, where music is given more of a purpose in some context of uh, other things that people are doing. One of the obvious things that we are used to is just dancing. Uh, When you go to the club, the music has the function of making people dance. Could be all kinds of styles. But if you don't get the people up moving, you're probably not going to be invited back. You know, there's <laughs> right. a function there that has to be served. You you know, in a lot of those, uh, other than like a concert type of situation where it's like, well, they're going to play what they're going to play, and that's what it's <laughs> uh, about. So, um, but uh, around the world in in different cultures, um, music uh, is used, uh, you know, in religious ceremony to aid in. Uh, different work activities uh, sometimes. Um, A common thing is meditation. And um, I think probably most playing music of singing or instrumental playing, it has a meditative quality. But um, uh, especially in the East where specific meditation practices are uh, much more prevalent, they, those kind of practices would get more specific. Uh, one uh, tradition is the Japanese shakuhachi, which is a uh, inblown bamboo flute that I have here. And um, aside from the soothing sound that it makes that would aid in relaxation, uh, also being a wind instrument, there, there's a whole element of breath exercise, of course, some meditation practices are based solely on breath. So mm-hmm. you have that along with the music that uh, comes out. In addition to that, this flute has a really wide opening that you blow into. And it um, basically, when you're playing it, any movement in your body is going to affect the sound. So it really requires total concentration as well even as opposed to a lot of instruments that you might kind of, you know, strum and then the chord rings out. And, uh, a wind instrument, and especially the shakuhachi, just require, it, it, you know, requires that 
continuous attention, which is another thing that we're generally trying to cultivate in meditation here. But relaxed attention is <laughs> kind yeah. of the name of the game. Yeah. So, um, so that's one function. Um, I have played uh, the shakuhachi um, locally here at the Spokane Buddhist Temple. I was doing. I did it for twelve years straight, pretty much every Sunday. Um, nice. And uh, over the last few years, been more occasionally, but. And the uh, interesting thing about that is it, it I always kind of joke that it was like, no matter what I did su- Saturday night, I had to go in Sunday morning and find out where I'm at. You know, <laughs> and, and the shakuhachi will tell you where you're at. And, and I'd, even, I'd even have people come up and say, oh, you sound kind of sleepy today. <laughs> and, and you just really do notice, wow, yeah, my concentration, you know, or the times yeah. when it's like, well, I'm really right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'll go, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, demonstrate some of this for a few minutes and yeah, please. get an idea of what this sounds like.
Nice. That was really cool. (laughs) Yeah, that was super cool. Uh, The breath control thing, um, that's like a – I never really thought about how – because, like, yes, uh, like, music is always a meditation on – if you're playing music, it's always a meditation on being in the moment. But I never really thought about breath control for wind instruments and, like, um, never thought about an instrument, like, designed for – that kind of uh, meditation, which is like super cool. Yeah, I think um, you know a lot of people. I mean, that I've heard. I mean, somebody like Pat Metheny comes to mind, who really talks a lot about his <laughs> process of you know preparation and and you know to to perform. And so I think a lot of you know most high level musicians kind of come upon certain things and even if you're not playing a wind instrument you mm-hmm. know that you, you kind of learn that relaxation and, and even yeah bringing the breath into the whole rhythm of what you're doing of course, this sort of makes you forces you to f- focus on it because yeah. it just breaks it down to just those elements but yeah it really uh, um, is something that puts you there aren't many things that require that level of <laughs> yeah, continuous and concentrate and con- concentration that, and that will give you the feedback if you're yeah that's, <laughs> yeah, if that's you're so not true. there <laughs> immediate feedback yeah yeah it's so true like, yeah i've been like um uh just like kind of breaking into the whole idea of like pranayama and stuff like that and um so like uh yeah the breath control thing like really really hit me <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's very cool, and it's super cool how um, uh, like the how you can add in like vibrato and tremolo and stuff with uh, like like whenever you want, really <laughs> really intensely. Yeah. Um, yeah, super cool. Yeah, it's a just incredibly expressive instrument. How long have you been playing it? I've been playing this about thirty years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and speaking of pranayama. Uh, uh, kind of uh, bring or yana uh, brings me to the next um, in addition to doing um, my solo work which which is um, often unaccompanied instruments like this or I do use some electronic loop backgrounds and stuff for some Mm -hmm. of it just depending on the occasion what kind of uh, again you know looking at the purpose I have my musical form set up so that it can kind of be adjusted depending on what the environment is rather than say this is a concert of my music this is what it's going to sound like wherever i play it i really kind of try to look at where where i'm going to be playing and then i'll you know have different kinds of accompaniment including then maybe adding other musicians uh-huh. and my group is called moksha with when i kind of add musicians to my uh solo stuff uh, but then uh, a couple other groups that um, I've been uh, playing with um, that I wanted to uh, share some this uh, pandemic uh, situation has given us a real opportunity to get some recordings done yeah <laughs> so we so uh, I, I, two other groups that I play with uh, uh, Bija and Safar um, we each have uh, new albums coming out that are just just in the final stages of completion. Um, Bija is um, is rooted in uh, kirtan music, which is uh, 
a sacred chant music from India. Um, it's based around mantras that are generally um, the names of deities that would symbolize some kind of energy, and so you chant these repetitively. And um, in the kirtan music, um, there's a uh, lead vocalist, in this case, uh, Susan Jane Hall. I've been um, working with her for about five years now. And um, so she sings the chant. And then um, most of the time, this is in a kind of a yoga studio uh, type setting. It's just yoga mm -hmm. related. It's a considered a form of a bhakti yoga, devotional yoga. And uh, then, so, so she would sing the chant and then the group would sing it back. And um, myself and uh, Dario Ray plays with us, if you know Dario, solo artist, singer, songwriter, and, and his band Heat Speak nine-ten-piece band at times, but he's very active around town. But he's So he's playing with us, uh, so we back her up with leading the response and also with you know the instruments. Um, in addition to the bamboo flute, I also play ukuleles that I use a, uh, a special tuning that's closer to a mandolin, and I have ranges from mandolin, violin, down to cello range of ukuleles and then percussion and vocals additionally so so we yeah we back her up and and lead the response and then um there's also uh you'll have similar type of music first of all that is just kind of sing along rather than call and response that's called bajan and then um uh, we've also written some original music so um i wanted to start off here by uh, playing piece from Bija that is an original piece and it's called Masaya. Thank you. 
Jeez. Wow. Yeah, that was so beautiful. I breathe to believe. Can you tell us a little bit about what Messiah means? Um, unfortunately, I couldn't. Uh, however, we've talked about having Bija on the show, and Susan would Absolutely. be the one to explain that. Yeah, cool, that, that nice, would be, That nice. would be, in this case, the, the uh, mantra. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, uh, the different syllables have yeah. um, different meanings to them. Yeah, so. very cool. Yeah, very cool. Nice. Cut. Well, uh, an, another question. I'm a little curious, Todd. Uh, <laughs> what what brought in on the inspiration for you to to start playing the bamboo flutes? And you said, uh, is it pronounced shakuhachi? Shakuhachi. Shakuhachi. Yeah. yeah. Um, Was it something you listened to an artist when you were you know when you were younger? Something you, that you saw? Yeah. Um, like I said, it's been kind of my hobby to try to play every instrument <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I yeah. could come across, and yeah. it's just one that yeah has really stuck with me. Of course. Yeah, hearing recordings nice. and just yeah, it's definitely been one of those that really taught me as yeah, that's a sound you know when I hear it and yeah. then and then uh, get a hold of one and figure out how. Usually I'm just going for <laughs> trying to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah having, having to. And then you just kind of made a connection. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's cool. the, yeah, and yeah. Um, I make them myself, which is um, oh, nice. You know that that advantage of. Uh, adapting um the instruments to whatever i need them to do um i uh in additionally have uh, you know custom make them for other people um dale young over in quarter lane plays some of my flutes he's playing around a bit um yeah so yeah just kind of <laughs> yeah, nice, <laughs> yeah kind of nice. one of those they just it just stuck yeah obviously that's super cool the appeal of it and, I, and as far as the uh, really getting into performing with it, because obviously I didn't say, oh, you know, I'm going to learn this bamboo flute and I'm going to go perform all over the place on the bamboo flute. Uh, I just, yeah, you know, um, doing, when I started out, the idea for me was to be more of like a soundtrack guy, you know, studio guy. So just learning all these instruments and being able to put them on things um, was more of the purpose. But uh, yeah, the bamboo flute was just. Um, just kind of caught on. I, we were living near the Spokane Buddhist Temple, and uh, talk, I was doing a little audio work for somebody there, and we had gone in there, and they were playing some music similar on the recording, and I'm like, well, I could come in and do that, you know, for you if you want. You know, it seems like an <laughs> cool. appropriate thing, but uh, yeah, then once I started playing there, I really started getting a lot of invitations. Uh, at one point, I was about a hundred times a year performing in public wow. um, on the bamboo flute. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I just it, it really kind of caught on as being just the thing that people people just really affects. I mean, that's I guess the thing I know I started noticing. Like I play it for people, and then all just like the whole room would just <laughs> fall yeah. silent, and it's like oh, this Definitely. really affects people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah, and then even that, you know, Creates like a space, I wasn't you know? even thinking like this would be much of a thing for public performance. It's like yeah, great soundtrack thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was kind of a yeah, kind of a kind of fell into it as far as as much performing as I do. And then at first it was just I played like even some farmers market like four hour gigs just solo flute, and the main comment or any other than totally positive comments where, where it's just it's kind of sleepy you know if you should yeah, <laughs> and so from right. there i was kind of lo started looking for 
ways to put it with some kind of more rhythmic music. And so that's kind of what's sort of led me to, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. these other things, is finding the right context to do this thing that's you know, got such an appeal and it's kind of a really different thing for people to experience. Yeah, yeah, the flute definitely just commands this space and presence and and such a relaxing nature, right? And and so it obviously lends itself well to things like meditation and yoga. So at, at some point, I mean, was was yoga something that entered into your life or was it something that was already there and then the music kind of just added on to it or um yeah, I wasn't really involved in music. I mean, I or yoga. I, I have some uh, background in uh, Lotus Karate, and, and there was some you know introduction there. I'm mean, so aware. Mm-hmm. I, I I not know about the yoga tradition, but not that involved. Mostly just through music, mm-hmm. and then of course getting with Susan. She also teaches yoga. So some of these things that we would do, we would have the kirtan music like I described, and then she would even. Um, uh, conduct a yoga session and then Dario and I would accompany behind that so this next piece nice. that I have is um, just an instrumental piece also from Bija that would be kind of that type of thing we call this one Kundalini Riley
Awesome. Yeah. That, that phenomenon that you're talking about is just real. Yeah. <laughs> it feels weird to like, it feels like intrusive to say something after. Exactly. After that. Like, yeah, with the, with the Kirtan music, every piece ends that way. Just the whole group goes into silence and just sort of sits in that. And it's a really a nice feeling afterward that that works. Yeah, it feels right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're listening to KYRS. This is For the Love of the Music. You just heard a track from Bija, which um, Todd Milne, our guest here, is is part of the group, leader of the group. No, the leader of the group, Susan Jane Hall. Cool. Um, yeah, if you don't know her, look her up. Cool. Yoga teacher and, and singer. Nice. And the group is, is B-I-J-A? Two A's. B-I-J-A-A. Nice, awesome. And is there an online resource where you could find you guys? Because this is unreleased, right? And you guys are going to release it? Yeah, um, probably right now. I mean, either, you know, looking for me or Susan on Facebook. We're still, I think, in the finally, final stages of deciding which platform to yeah. put this one out on. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, cool. So stay tuned for that release on there. Yep, you just be, heard some unreleased anytime, yeah, music that nobody minutes. has ever heard before. Who knows? Maybe it'll be us. released by the time this is on. But exactly. Okay. What? Um, yeah. Where? Where can people find your other stuff or their other stuff? Uh, my uh, personal website is milnesounds.com. L M I L N E S O U N D S, and. Uh, believe that's currently going straight to my <laughs> band camp page where gotcha. I have recordings I've been I've been a recording artist for uh, over 30 years I've got I have 16 titles on there which represents about half of what I've actually produced as far as even my own stuff and it goes in a, a, a lot of different directions I've played with kind of rock kind of rock funk bands jazz fusion type of things more experimental stuff so that yeah represents a pretty <laughs> pretty wide uh, variety of work over the years along with you know i've done a lot of production and recording i've had my studio open recording people for a long time a lot of hip-hop artists around the turn of the millennium and uh just yeah been through a lot of different <laughs> i just i just you know enjoy exploring all these different forms and yeah that's definitely a wide yeah. swath of <laughs> yeah genres there yeah so were you playing flute for uh with the rock and funk stuff and um the... no not so much i started out on guitar gotcha um yeah the flute stuff really started happening more actually more around 2010 or so was when was when that okay. really became more of my prominent thing yeah gotcha yeah, so I want to share a couple more things here from uh, another group that I play with, Safar. Um, we play music for belly dance. Um, uh, if you didn't know, uh, Spokane has a small but uh, pretty vibrant belly dance scene. We have a few dancers here in town that compete on a worldwide level. Um, I didn't uh, know that. Pretty serious people, yeah. Um, uh, Nefabit, uh, she has performed around town for quite a few years, and she performs. We have a so far has a well, I don't know, at least a dozen or so different dancers. A standard show that we would do would be to get three dancers who would work out a few sets over two hours, and they 
come through and work out each show like that. So, and then we'd have just different people for each show kind of revolving through. But yeah, Nepovit is one who's uh, competing on some of those major competitions. Uh, Celadon has a degree in dance um, from North Idaho College, I believe. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, very uh, serious people. Uh, pretty exciting for me to work. Uh, Safar itself, the band, also uh, led by Roger Sumner, who's a lifelong drum professional drummer. Um, you know, started with the military as a kid, played drum set touring all over the place with rock bands and stuff like that, and and then he got into this uh, Egyptian drumming. I think is nine or ten years ago as the story goes and he's just really uh, dedicated himself to that uh, retired guy so he's got a lot of time puts in a <laughs> lot of time um, and um, and he got uh, Christopher Lamb uh, to play the violin with him if you, if you don't know Christopher he's also modern dance director actor photographer kind of renaissance man doing, doing his thing all over the oh, yeah he refers to himself as a neo aesthete uh, but uh, yeah real uh, you know I guess you'd say kind of renaissance man we call it in that and then uh, then I joined up with him about five years ago and um, and then um, Conrad Van Dies joined us on bass and then most recently Aaron Mark as a second percussionist Roger, the band leader, got in a very serious car accident about two years ago, nearly died. <laughs> so, and that was I, like a year before even the pandemic stuff. So by the time, I think the five of us had played together one time and then that happened and then he was out for almost a whole year. We finally all got back together then the pandemic comes along, <laughs> but we have uh, we have been able to keep practicing and recording. Um, so um, this first piece I'm going to play here is called Haduni Haduni. Um, yeah, and this is music for belly dance, so um, very percussion led. I'm really excited about these two guys playing together because it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. So <laughs> I was going to just play it.
I can barge in on. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, a little it's more, exciting, a little right? More there, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, different vibe there. Yeah, the uh, most of the um, music that Safar plays um, originated in what's called the uh, golden age of Egyptian music. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we're talking about roughly 1935 to 1975, and this was a time when um, a lot of Europeans are wanting to come down to Egypt as tourists, mm -hmm. and also this is when all the microphones and amplification and everything is being developed, right? Mm -hmm. So they, so this big uh, scene of huge entertainment industry in Egypt uh, is booming, and they're you know, drawing off of all the classical music of the Middle East and all that. And, uh, yeah, just a really vibrant period. Eventually, they incorporated electric guitars and more kind of Western elements. But that's where, uh, that's where a lot of the repertoire that we're playing comes from, along with some different, different fusion things. There's a little bit of flamenco, a little bit of tango, and some, some different things in there. And... Um, Roger especially really intensely studied the tradition and um, and Christopher on the violin is playing a lot of the traditional melodies um, as I tend to with a lot of projects um, I kind of came in sort of in more of kind of a producer role I handle a lot of, you know a lot of the technological end and get things sounding right that way also sort of with my multi-instrumentalism um you know tr just trying to give uh add dimension to the music and stuff around the basic structure of what they're playing and then uh yeah and then bringing in the bass and the percussion to, so we have kind of a little more of kind of a rock band approach to this music but <laughs> it's fun to it's just it's such a great repertoire of music just really incredible melodies and and uh the, the scales that are involved in Middle Eastern music, you know, as you know, yeah. studying these other kind of musics just educates you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. super cool. Uh, I love all yeah. music that uses kind of that harmonic minor or, or variations of that kind of mode yeah. and just sounds amazing. Yeah. It's, it to me is one of the most pleasing. Um, yeah. So my question to you, how do you, how are your flutes tuned? I mean, do you have your flutes, are they tuned to certain keys or modes or scales? Yeah, each one of them, like say I make them myself. And so, um, it was specifically one that I made when I joined Safar, mm -hmm. like look, just looking at their repertoire and I was like, okay, well I need to make the instrument that can yeah. play some of this. So yeah. That's so, cool. and they're, um, yeah, like the harmonica, they'd be tuned to generally a single scale. I might have an extra note or two, you know, for variation, but cool. But yeah, they're just tuned to various keys like that. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah, one thing I really like about this music, I mean, that, that symbiotic relationship between musicians and dancers is yeah. something that's ancient. It goes back to the beginning of music, you know. And it's just, it's so cool how dancing is very much a meditation of the body. It's, it's the body is a sacred temple, and you're using this connection between mind, body, and spirit to express not only yourself, but express the music that you're listening to, you know. Yeah, and with this type of music, like a lot of, more co cultural music, you, you actually have a more specific one-on-one -on -one very often going on between the musicians and the dancers. Not just a band playing for right. the crowd that's dancing, but right. so, uh, but even in performance, the, as if the dancer is jamming. <laughs> uh, 
with with right. the musicians. Part of the band. <coughs> yeah. This yeah. Uh, last piece that I'm going to play, as far as the recordings, um, it's a tune, Aziza, another Middle Eastern classic. Um, and um, this version we have here, it's rather long, but it goes through uh, kind of the changes that you would hear in a typical belly dance set. In addition to these songs, um, you you have um, what are called toxines, which are the open instrumental section, similar to the kind of meditative stuff. Um, so you'll and you'll hear some of that with both the ukulele and the violin, and then and then there are drum solos that are actually everybody plays the drums. <laughs> it's not really a drum solo, but it's nothing but drums. So this this song right here is arranged as if it were a belly dance set so you can kind of hear and yeah the with the with the talk seams you know, musicians are playing these long notes and the dancers are responding appropriately and it's very much a <laughs> inter interchange and then the drums the same thing all little movements that go along with all the little drum hits so cool. so you can the listeners can everyone can just imagine that going on and come see it someday <laughs>
Yeah, that was a party. <laughs> I <laughs> like that one a lot. Quite a journey. Yeah, it just it's really great how that music just that level of dynamic to where you mm-hmm. at some points you're it's that same kind of meditative stillness and then <laughs> at other points just yeah, it brings yeah, you right very back energetic. Yeah. yeah. Well, Todd, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Appreciate you sharing your music with us. Thank you. Uh, everyone stay tuned for those album releases by Bija and so far. Yes. Going to be some really good stuff. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to KYS. This is for the love of the music. And until next time, peace, love, and music. Peace, love, and music.